0: good morning good afternoon good evening good night my name is john my name is arvin this is behind the scenes of our best days season six
1: season six yeah wow. it's
0: been six seasons of this podcast
1: Man, I'm almost six of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Okay. Um, yeah. No, we don't. We don't get sick here. No, we get healed. We get <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. That's right. No. Okay. So we were just talking about the thought of. Um, so yesterday, me and Arvin were asked to speak in the Victory Christian School Chapel. So That's Victory, awesome. yeah. you know, this whole podcast is about the behind the scenes of ministry. Uh You know, And here at Victory, there's five different entities. There's a camp. There's two dream centers. There is three different church campuses. There is a Bible college. And there is a school, Mm pre-K through 12th grade. Well, Mm -hmm. yesterday, we spoke in the high school chapel. And so as we were talking, as we were preparing for the sermon, because we tag-teamed it, we thought, oh, we should go from the route of basically, what are you wanting out of life? Yeah. And then... Arvin brought up this that that this really amazing story in Mark four where Jesus mm-hmm. says let's cross over to the other side yeah and it he encounters the demoniac mm-hmm. in this place called the Gerasenes and the Gerasenes um it's the story of the demons going into the pigs yeah. which is unique because the Gerasenes was a Gentile area mm-hmm. they wouldn't have pigs if yep. they were Jewish that's right and so anyway there's all these deep layers to the Bible yeah, story absolutely well in Mark. I think it's five
0: yeah that's the where that story happened. okay
1: so mark four he goes let's cross over to the other side yeah mark five when he arrives on the shore this demoniac comes to meet him yeah this demon possessed guy that's foaming at the mouth hairy crazy shake sh- up uh, sh- yeah naked 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 naked, <laughs> naked. naked. Yeah. naked. yeah um <laughs> chains and shackles can't hold him uh yeah. he cuts himself he it's runs like, among yeah. the tombs yeah really you know stuff. sounds like a monday for me <laughs> but anyways <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> kidding guys come on loosen up every other monday every other yeah, Monday. yeah 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 so anyways right. um that's good. that's good but he um well and what happens is the the demoniac the demons speak through this guy yeah and they're like master it's so unique that he bows down yeah. the demoniac yeah. is the first person to meet jesus mm-hmm. on the shore yeah. bows down calls him son of god yeah at that point in time some of his disciples hadn't even called him son That's of God. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, then uh, after that, Jesus says, you know, come out of him. And the demons go, whatever you do, don't make us go to a distant place. Mm-hmm. That's right. Which is interesting for a demon to say. And I think anytime a demon talks, you should pay attention. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And so this demon says, whatever you do, don't send us off to a distant place. Which yeah. means it really wasn't about the guy Mm -hmm. the demons wanted to stay in that territory that space in that space which was the garrisons which was 10 towns well then so they go can we go to the pigs you know they weren't banking on the pigs killing themselves so jesus goes go to the pigs yeah pigs kill themselves well then the town people come out and what do they
0: say they are so scared what are they scared of they're exactly the more I looked at that story, it's so antithetical. It's like the opposite of what you'd expect if you're going to write a gospel about Jesus and how important and necessary he is. And then you have a story of a group of people who come out and go, please leave. Like, get out of here.
1: The people meet Jesus yeah. and they see the guy who's been demon possessed. And it says he's perfectly, perfectly sane.
0: He's perfectly sane. He's and he's clothed. fully clothed for the first time. Yeah, for the first time, he's clothed. He's sane. Yeah, it says perfectly d- sane, which means his mental health was better than some of theirs because not all of them were perfectly sane. Isn't that incredible? It's yeah, and
1: the people <laughs> see that they're not scared. Mm-hmm. They they like you think you would be scared of a demon possessed person yeah, running among sure. the tombs, yeah, cutting themselves. Absolutely, they were afraid of healing. Yeah, they were yeah. afraid of their dysfunction. That's right. Being healed. That's right. Yeah. And they were so scared. Yeah. They asked Jesus, you got to get out of here. Please get out of here. They said, please leave.
0: Please get out of here. Yeah.
1: And so and he did and he left. <laughs> yeah, And so we thought, oh, we should title the sermon how to get Jesus out of your life. Absolutely. So yeah. we said, all right boys and squirrels i'm just kidding we, <laughs> 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 we have that ninth, we had ninth and twelfth graders we're yeah. like being clowns and we go jesus loves you
0: oversized overalls yeah yeah, yeah. we
1: sing dc talk songs um <laughs> we say all right we the sermon title for today is how to get jesus out of your life yeah and everyone's like oh, yeah. oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah and we go and by the end we go it's how to get jesus out of your life you ask him to leave right Like the town did, but then the guy
0: got Jesus out of life because how do you get Jesus
1: out of
0: life? Yeah. 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 So he was just, his approach was, I want to go with you. And Jesus goes, no, you don't have to come with me. I'll go with you. And he sends him to the 10 towns. So to the
1: place in the garrisons, he sends the demon possessed guy who was healed to the Mm -hmm. 10 towns and everywhere the guy goes, he shares the gospel and the gospel is who Jesus is and what Jesus did for him. That's right. Yeah. Which is amazing mm-hmm. that Jesus fixed this dysfunction. Yeah. The people that you think would want him actually yeah. asked him to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And then the question was, how do you get Jesus out of life? Mm-hmm. Well, you ask him if you can go with him yeah. and then he actually goes with you. That's right. So anyways, which was really powerful. when we asked these questions. Yeah. You know, what are you
0: afraid of? Yeah.
1: Because the town was afraid. They were afraid of, of Jesus. Yeah. They
0: were afraid of anyone messing up their unfamiliarity. We've settled for something already. We're too scared to try to trust you. So here's a
1: question for you guys listening and watching. Yeah.
0: What are you afraid of? Yeah, that's good. The second question, what have you settled for? That town had settled for, uh, if you just look at the economy of that town, things are going pretty well. They've got you know pig farmers so there's thousands of pigs then you've got the I always think about the guy who sold the change because it said they would frequently purchase chains, chains and shackles and, the, and it and wouldn't the guy, bind them so if you're the guy who makes money off of that guy's dysfunction, dysfunction and it makes you think about there are entire economic structures set up to benefit off of the dysfunction of other people wow I want you guys to
1: think about that yeah absolutely okay. and
0: so they had settled for that and they were like we're honestly good like we've compartmentalized all of our dysfunction into one area. The town is doing fine. The pigs are doing good. And so what struck me a couple of years ago in my own personal life was that usually it's helpful when you read scripture to put yourself in the position of the different characters. And this time I was trying to do that. Um, and it occurred to me that I'm not the pig farmer. I'm not the demon possessed guy. I am not the people in the town. I'm not Jesus. I'm the town. So when Jesus shows up to me, my entire emotional well-being and the structure of my soul is that town. There are things about me that I want to leverage for attention and money, like that's the, that's what I'm farming. And I don't want God to threaten those things. I've figured out how to make that work. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the portion of me that is dysfunctional, that is crazy, that is uh, you know, naked and self-harming, self-sabotaging, and it's unique to me that he lived in a cemetery. And then you've got the town who's like, look, we've settled. We're good. And then Jesus shows up with this opportunity for them to experience him in a way that would revolutionize their town. But on the front end, it would cost them some pigs. Mm. And so the fear they had and what they'd settled for was too much for them. So they actually didn't want Jesus around because when he shows up, everything can change. But essentially what they were saying was, I would rather settle for the version of a life I can control than the one I'd have to trust you to give me. Yeah. So it really is a pride situation here. And that's what occurred to me in my realization of becoming an adult. I'm married now and I'm looking at the landscape of my life. Yes. And there is this subtle pseudo Christian idea that's like, okay, contentment means you do not ask God for more than what you have. And in terms of material possessions, I understand that. I'm not saying like, oh, we need to ask God for Bentleys and Bugattis and whatever. Yeah. I'm not opposed to those things either. But that's not the point at all. Yeah. The point is territory. And God wants to yeah, generate. Yeah, it was a spiritual. Absolutely. It was a
1: spiritual warfare over territory. It wasn't yeah. about the guy. Absolutely. They're
0: like, absolutely. you can
1: send us out of the guy. Don't let us leave this place.
0: Exactly. And so the territory is, is what's deep. being contested. And you have to ask if any time there's a a fight for a certain section of land, both entities or more have a plan for it. And so the devil has a certain plan. He wanted to turn everybody into that guy. Yeah. And God had a plan. He wanted to turn that town and the 10 towns over into a place of knowing who Jesus is and knowing what he can do for them. So go on, but that's it. So so the,
1: the question that we asked was, what are you afraid of? Yeah. The second one is what have you settled for? And then the last thing that yeah. we asked was what, what do you want out of life? So I think these are three great questions for you to ask absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. And so for me looking at behind the scenes of our best days, yeah. working at a church, what am I afraid of? I'm afraid of being misunderstood. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'm like punching my, my <laughs> hand because I want you guys to know yeah. my angst as a PK. No, it's true. Um, yeah. But if you think about it, as a pastor's kid, I this is, all right, whenever I was younger, the first movie I watched with cuss words in it was Mighty Ducks. Yeah. And I don't think my parents knew right. there was cuss words in it. Mm. I was like, oh, it's a feel-good movie, mm-hmm. um, and it's with a hockey team. Yeah. And I there was a babysitter watching us, and so we watched Mighty Ducks with uh-huh. Gordon Bombay, Emilio Estevez, <laughs> <laughs> and um, – so, anyways, but I just thought the movie was amazing. I became obsessed with hockey goalies. Right. So I would just sketch yeah. hockey goalies. Yeah. And you guys know the goalie mask is kind of scary. The white uh, white yeah. mask with, with holes in it. Yeah.
0: It became scary later. It became yeah. scary That's with right.
1: Jason and Friday the 13th. That's right. But yeah. I was in like second or third grade and yeah. I was just drawing hockey goalies like in, in their goalie gear with the hockey mask. Well, then... I started reading this archangel comic book because my parents wouldn't buy me real comic books. Yeah. yeah. And so I would, <laughs> they were so Mardell's yeah. had like Christian had superhero those. archangel I books. remember those. Yeah. S- obsessed. Yeah. Well, then I was like, Oh, I want to do the hockey, but the hockey goalie, but with wings. And then my imagination was like, Oh, he needs to have a sword. And I remember drawing a hockey goalie mask mm-hmm. with the sword and blood on it. Mm hmm. My teacher walked by and said, What are you doing drawing Jason from Friday the thirteenth? Mm, wow. And yeah. I and I was like, I don't even know what that is. You hadn't even seen that yet. I, I did not know what Friday the thirteenth, Jason the yeah. you know, the yeah. serial killer was. Right, right, right. But she was like, grabbed my wrist, Oof. walked me down to the principal's wow. office and just showed the drawing. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. The principal
0: um that was back when we were allowed to get spanked yeah have you ever been spanked by a principal actually i was yeah (laughs) dude bring that back (laughs) yeah i first and second grade now our principal at the school i went to he would um he would call my dad and talk about it first and then my dad's office was across the street so he would walk over and he would stand there and watch and he would give permission he would explain everything through the window no just like in the office (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your dad's just looking through He's the window zooming in <laughs> no 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 he uh he would explain everything they would have this conversation and then it was not a hard one but the f- the fact that I was being punished was enough to get me to feel awful about it right yeah, yeah well yeah, I yeah.
1: got punished have any of you guys ever been punished for something you go no no no, that's not what I meant yeah you were misunderstood that's the way I felt absolutely and then I got in trouble when I got home yeah. and there's no way I could explain yeah because I didn't have words so I was like Mom and Dad, I wasn't drawing a serial killer, and they go, "This sword has blood on it." Right. He has this goalie right, mask. Right. Right. And right. And I go, "Wow, I, I, how old are you at this time?" Um, second, third, seven or eight. Wow, dude, single so digits. So Jude, yeah, yeah, Jude's yeah. yeah, yeah. A, my wow. my oldest boy. Yeah. Wow. Middle son, middle yeah. kid. Yeah. I was that age. Wow. And um, you know, and ever since then, uh-huh. it was stuck in my head. Yeah. And so anytime we would do. Um, I So we would do these really, uh, like, when my brother, Pastor Paul, and Pastor Ashley, when they were over 3D, we would yeah. do these outlandish yeah. um, Christmas productions. Yeah. And the goal was to make people laugh. Yeah. And at the end, mm-hmm. we needed to end with mm-hmm. someone surrendering their life to Jesus. But the goal was humor. Yes. It wasn't it's drama. It awesome. wasn't tears. Yeah. And so we, like, we did a thing where a, a woman, she had... She had a massage therapist at a kiosk in the mall, and she gave birth. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, yeah. The the stuff in our Christmas productions (laughs) were absolutely insane. Someone got stuck on a flight, Mm -hmm. and um, we had to perform open-heart surgery with the stewardess. and. It was just absurd. It was like, remember Nickelodeon, all that? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. That's the stuff we did. Amazing. And then at the end, it was like- (laughs) Somebody
0: would get saved.
1: Someone would get saved. I worked at Abercrombie in this mall one. It was called (laughs) um, Christmas at the Mall. Yeah. And- I was like, um, I, I worked at Abercrombie and The Buckle, and I would have to change to, like, match. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I need to have emo hair, and then run <laughs> over here and have, like, a studded belt, and then over here and, like, um, unbutton the shirt for the... A- and it was, like, this guy who had this identity issue between the two stores. Yeah. But then it's because he didn't have his dad, and he realized his dad was David Hasselhoff <laughs> from Baywatch. Amazing. It was the most <clears throat> absurd script. Yeah. Because yeah. my goal was like outlandish. <laughs> yeah. I was inspired by all that and Saturday Night Live. Um, rightfully so. That's hilarious. But then I was like at the end, at the end, it was like what you really needed was a relationship with Jesus. That's right. And so anyways, you'll work so at Mordell. So yeah. <laughs> but some of you guys listening, watching, you're like, what is going on? People yeah. thought. But here's the thing. I would say this. Uh, The young adult services, there would be three or four hundred people that would come to the young adult service. When we did Christmas, Mm -hmm. people would sit on the floor. There was eleven hundred people. Incredible. The last one we did. Yeah. And it was a young adult service. Yeah, beautiful. And they came because it got this like. Yeah. um, This reputation. Yeah. For. But all these people would come to know Jesus. People who wouldn't come to church would come to church. Yeah. My parents would come. My dad would show up yeah. my dad was super straight laced sure. sit on the front row shake his head put his hand in his, <laughs> put his head in his hands yeah and there was two or three times where yeah. he would got up and walked out amazing and afterwards yeah he would call me yeah and I knew he was calling me to be like that was inappropriate that doesn't belong in church yeah 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 you know yeah and I knew I was like my dad just doesn't understand me right and it put this rift between me and my dad yeah to where i was like he doesn't understand yeah he thinks that the only way to do church is to preach a serious sermon with three points sure and speak yeah. in tongues yeah which sounds super harsh but mm-hmm. like that was my his era his experience that's yeah. That, yeah, yeah yeah and of course of course you know all of that got on his deathbed we all talked it out and yeah. everything and Beautiful. it was and it was great and we yeah. ended with forgiveness and I've gone to therapy and counseling in it but still today yeah right now we're preparing for a Christmas production that's right we are yeah and whenever we now of course we don't do all of the outlandish stuff but there Mm -hmm. are some things that we push the envelope on sure but it's not to be creative Mm -hmm. the whole goal Mm -hmm. is to get people to look at the Bible differently very much how we titled our VCS sermon yeah absolutely how to get Jesus out of your life yeah initially If I am someone who is a firm believer that grew up in church, I would immediately go, this sermon is heresy. Sure. I'm getting up. I'm leaving. I'm offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when in reality, we're just trying to get these students to lean in. Yeah. And at the end of the service, and it's not because of us, it's because of the Bible. Yeah. But at the end, the students were coming up and they were telling us those Mm -hmm. three things. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm afraid of. Right. This is what I've settled for. I've settled for my relationship with Jesus. Couldn't get any better. Sure. But what I want out of life yeah. is really to have a life mm-hmm. where I feel fully alive yeah. and Jesus yeah. is with me. Yeah. Like there was some light bulb revelation moments. That's awesome. With these students. Yeah. And so anyways, mm-hmm. I, I think that all of that to say, and I feel like if you're a creative mm-hmm. and you're in the church, Sometimes that is something that you get misunderstood for. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, Mm -hmm. that first question, yeah, that is something that I've been fearful of. And so what it has made me settle in is in the past, it's made me settle with bitterness to where I'll be upset at my dad. Sure. Or if Pastor Paul and Pastor Ashley, Mm -hmm. they don't understand. Sure. Right. They they sit through a a Christmas rehearsal Uh and they go. What what is going on with that? What's going on with this? We don't, this doesn't make sense. Right. All of a sudden I get defensive. Mm -hmm. So I've settled in being a defensive person. And I, and it's very easily for me to be like, "Ah, Paul doesn't get me. Sure. Sure. Because I've said that. No, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But continually every year without, without fail, Uh it always comes down to me and Paul praying and being like, the bottom line is this. We want people to come to Jesus. Yeah. Of course.
0: Period. Yeah, Absolutely. What mm-hmm. do we
1: want out of life? What mm-hmm. do we want out of this mm-hmm. film? What yeah. do you want out of this create? And it's always been like we want people to come to Jesus. That's we right. want people to grow in their walk with God. Yeah. Okay. So let's figure out mm-hmm. a mid, yeah, baseline.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the whole fear of being misunderstood is the worst for the best, most talented people. This sounds arrogant, but like, if you're creative and ahead of your time, which I believe I can confidently say John Doherty is creative and ahead of his time, but anyways. So, and if the person's listening and watching, you should put yourself in this category in some some area,
1: there is something that you're afraid of. And
0: even if you're like, I am not super talented, I'm not creative, irregardless, John 16 says that when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, he will tell you about the future. Mm. So what I come to understand that as is not necessarily if this happens great, but I don't think it's this way where God comes to you and goes on July 17th, this will happen. I don't think that's what God does. If that's the case and it works out for people. Fantastic. I've never, every time I've seen that I've always been asked for money right after. (laughs) Um, but what tends to happen is the Holy Spirit creates within you a this is how he tells you about the future he creates within you a seemingly nostalgic feeling for something that does not exist Wow. so you get that creative people get that a mom gets that for her child a, a parent or I'm trying to relate it to every topic but you can do that you can fill in the blank you experience this nostalgic feeling for something that has never existed and it's on you to create that but the guarantee of such a thing is that you will be misunderstood. And so I can imagine a person like yourself at that age and my version of the same thing where it's like, okay, so I need to become excellent at clarity and communication which is true yeah
1: that's where i'll be
0: very clear i'll make sure i'll do all that stuff right but the problem is uh, as long as you're afraid of being misunderstood the control is in the other person's hands say that again as long as you're afraid of being misunderstood the control is in the other person's hands
1: this comes to relationships friendships marriages. You know, working relationships with your
0: boss, every category okay. of life. And so most people probably spend way too much time trying to make sure they're not misunderstood when the reality is you have no say in that person's mental health, well-being. Yeah. If someone didn't sleep last night, is it my fault that they don't understand what I'm saying? I am delighted to be clear and communicative. But there's also a uh, this is where motives come in. If a person is committed to misunderstanding you because they don't want to understand what you're they, saying, because yeah. they want to have their way, yeah, then you can tell, okay, well, this person doesn't want to understand. Um,
1: and example, anyone who is still on Facebook. You. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is there a story there? What happened? No. In I general, just, just having in one, general, one still. <laughs> the, no, anyone who has one. No, I'm yeah. saying,
1: I'm saying. If you have Facebook, all yeah. it is is it's like oh, that's true. arguments yeah, of people that, that you're not gonna change their mind. Yeah, and they are committed yeah. to not understanding you. Yes. So don't waste your breath. Don't waste your that's energy. Right. That's right. Twitter, five. It's just unique. Yeah. When it comes to politics, sure. You know, we're coming up on Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> you're gonna exactly. be around family. Yeah. You know the people who already, you're like, you know what? <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, they don't want to get it. They don't. They don't want to get, get what I'm okay. saying. That's okay. That's fine. But, but sorry, we. No, that was a little off track. No, sure, but sure. To circle back. Yeah, no. Let me land it here yeah. with um, two situations happening a couple years ago in my life that overlapped that made me realize how to approach this. Yeah. Um, I was feeling severely misunderstood by people in my life because of the specific path I wanted to be on. I mean, mm. even the job I have right now does it didn't exist, and it it. technically shouldn't exist because it's so absurd that we get to do this stuff together. We get to do this. Like the fact that I'm at work right now and this is my job today isn't absurd to me. So I had this feeling as a young kid growing up in Tulsa, I'd come to Victory and I'd see shows and productions and I'd go, oh, I'm going to do that. And I didn't even know you at the time, but I was like, how cool would it be to do that? I had a nostalgic feeling for something that had never happened. So I pursue it and I'm in college and I'm like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And they're like, there's no major for that. So I was getting a lot of well-intentioned pressure from people who misunderstood me. And so I remember being like they're never going to understand. There's nothing I can say to them that they will make them get it. And at the same time, I'm, I have the same question for God. The other situation is me being like, God, I don't understand what you're doing and not doing in my life. So I'm driving down the highway one day and both situations overlapped in the same moment where I was thinking about people who were upset with me and they're like, you need to just go major in this. You need to just settle for this. This needs to be what your life looks like. Just do that. And then who knows if God does anything else in your life. It's okay. And I thought I don't necessarily care about being understood by them because they're committed to not understanding me. I just want them to trust me. Yeah. And when I said that, the Holy I can say it now because it's been years. But that, that, when I said that, the Holy Spirit said, "Me too." And I went. That was deep. Oh. So I oh, don't have to understand oh, okay, okay. everything.
1: Okay. Say it. Say it to me like yeah. I'm in first grade. Sure. What you just sure. said.
0: I was thinking I don't want these people. I don't want to have to explain myself to everybody. I just want them to trust me. And if they trust me, they'll see like this will happen. My life will happen as it should. And then it felt as though the Lord said, same with me and you. Like, can you just trust me?
1: Even if you don't understand me. And then later on, you'll see what what I I do. I am subconsciously saying Uh to people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, even if you don't understand this, just trust me. I, I, I want... Yeah. Something good. Bottom line. That's right. God is like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say to you. That's right. And I'm like, oh, wow, right. that's right.
0: No, it's it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, I need a band-aid for <laughs> my feelings.
1: That was a cut.
0: Yeah. Deep. But I think if you go that route, if that's you go th- into that line of I'll build trust with people. Yeah. And you can do that. Um, And then when they don't understand something, hopefully they can come ask. If not, that's OK. Yeah. But nevertheless, I've come to be like almost delighted by did not that i intend to but if I, if a person seems ins- intent on misunderstanding something it's almost fun now because it's like that's okay yeah and that's going to happen a lot and if you look at the current news cycle people do that that's their mo is to misunderstand something and then talk it, well are you saying this and da-da-da-da-da. they don't want to arrive at a place that is uh overlapping mutual wisdom they don't like that at all anyways i can go on and on about this but the whole point i'm making is it makes sense that we grow up realizing that if i'm misunderstood i'm going to be mistreated right and i'm scared of that so i'll settle for whatever they understand whatever they understand whatever they
1: understand okay yeah which goes to our next question we only have two more the next question is what are you settling for yeah so for instance I'm just going to use this example. Right. Whenever I initially came into the uh, creative department here uh-huh. at victory and yeah. they and they were like hey, my pastor Paul, pastor Ashley, they were like, Hey John, can you just be over it and you know, be over project management mm-hmm, and things mm-hmm. like that. And as soon as I started changing things, what I kept on getting back from people who went to school, who had majors and genuinely gifted, talented, brilliant, creative artist people. Sure. They said, They'll never do that, and I go, "Who's mm-hmm. they?" And they go, "The powers up above." Yeah. The head pastors, Pastor Sharon, which was my mom. Yeah. Because like the powers up above are my family, <laughs> and I'm like, so let's just be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you guys can dog trash on my family. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be offended. So yeah. just say it. Yeah. And then they're like, um, your mom, your brother, they won't like this. They won't like that. Uh-huh. So let's just do this. Uh-huh. And I was like, but this looks like you put zero effort. And they're like trust us. We put effort in the past and you know, Mm. they denied it. And so now, and so what they did was they actually settled. Mm -hmm. Then you become resentful towards your job, right? You, because, because your resentment start towards your leadership Mm -hmm. and then you resent what you are creating. And then you're like, man, I just want to,
0: and, and all of a sudden this resentment builds into settle yeah. You've settled for what they can understand or what you think they can understand, what you think they can understand. So yeah, it's, it's the town and the worst thing that can happen to a person in that position is the presence of God. The last thing you want when you've settled is God to show up for real cause he will not show any regard for se- the people who've settled, not the people, but like the settling. Yeah. yeah. Cause it was the presence of Jesus
1: once jesus showed up to the garrisons once yeah. he landed on that shore he threatened he started
0: settling sh- yeah d- 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 mixing stirring up. things up yeah 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 which is strange because it's so obvious that a, a mentally unstable person becoming perfectly sane would be a beneficial thing for them but what it really brought out of them was this it was an exposure of like i'm here now and everything can change so he started exposed that's right and then he got closed, yeah. And then once they, they felt he, naked, <laughs> then that's they right. felt exposed. That's so true, yeah. Because yeah. they were like, "Cause he was, you there.
1: just exposed this thing that we got used to, and yeah. it was our dysfunction." That's right, yeah. Please leave. Please leave. Absolutely, yeah. That's so interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 bro. That's deep. I agree. I agree.
0: God's word is good. That's
1: clear. deep. <laughs> um. Okay, and then the la- okay, so. That, no, these are just great questions to ask. Yeah. So, what are you afraid of? Yeah. And be honest. Mm-hmm. If you're honest with yourself, then you'll actually get out of You'll actually yeah. get something out. The second thing is, what have you settled for? We yeah. all have. You know, and, it, and it's yeah. OK if it's in a marriage or in a job or maybe or maybe as single.
0: Yeah. You Even know, just in your relationship with yourself In
1: your relationship with yourself, your relationship with God, self-awareness, yeah. um, mental and emotional, spiritual health, all of those things or physical health. What have you settled in? Mm-hmm. Um, I told I said this, I think, on season three. So I, for a while, I've been, I think I've been to every gym in Tulsa. Sure. I've had a membership at every single place (laughs) because I was in this thing to where I was like every four months I want to switch gyms. Sure. My goal for about six years was I want to be a member at every gym. That way I know every gym. Nice. Uh, That's no longer my goal. Sure. But I remember being at a YMCA and then coming back to the same YMCA four years later and the same people were there yeah. but they were just a little bit thicker sure uh, moved a little bit slower yeah hair was a little bit grayer sure and they were doing the same exercise and they go hey i remember what, you yeah and it was like a ghost interesting wow. and i was like oh! yeah and they go, well, it's Tuesday. It's chest and tricep day. <laughs> and I go, it's been chest and tricep day every Tuesday for four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your you body, your body gets used to it. That's right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And exactly. so that's why
1: you, that's why your muscle is now mm. just flab. Right. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. Yeah. Anyways, then the last question, no body shaming, but no, you know, of course, I'm just being, it. I'm being honest. That's an example. It's a metaphor. An for example. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. If it makes you feel better, that story doesn't exist. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. The last question is, what do you want out of life? Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of times, at least whenever I was younger, this is what we said to the high school students. Whenever I was younger, my relationship with God was don't sin. Right. And the whole thing was like, I was just trying not to sin. I was trying not to look at porn. I was trying not to, you know, um, have sex before marriage. I was trying not to steal. I was trying not to lie. Yeah. And if your relationship with God is just what you're not supposed to do. Yeah. You're going to do it's it. It's tough. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that. Yeah. Like you're going to sin if that's your relationship right. with God is just,
0: yeah. okay, I, I'm just trying not to sin. Yeah. Because if you've done that, you've settled. Then you've, you've settled. settled. Sin only looks sexy when you've settled. <gasps> Say that again, sin, bro. That's tough. Sin only looks sexy when you've settled. That's sharp. So if you settle and you, you're you afraid of what's possible, if you were to really trust God with the entirety of your life to endeavor greatly, if you settle for something less endeavor than endeavor greatly, if you don't want that and you settle for whatever, you're going to get bored. And when you get bored, that's when you sin.
1: Yeah. When you get bored is when you sin. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really powerful because mm-hmm. whenever you have a drive and you're like, Oh, I am focused. This one thing I know, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the scripture? This one thing I know yeah. that I press toward. Yeah anyways yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> press toward the high. i'm trying to set. i'm trying to softball i know to I, I gotta be better i lay bible. aside things that so easily me entangle me and yeah. i press towards the prize of the high calling of jesus Christ. you have that down
0: pat that's good <sighs> read your bible <laughs> i did need to read the bible anyways yeah, yeah. But, i'm gonna buy uh, one today <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll cash up yeah, you a bible that's good, that's good. um so anyways yeah
1: but The, the last, the last question being, what do you want out of life? What, what Arvin said is endeavoring greatly of really like having a God fulfilled dream that drives your relationship with God, especially when you're not familiar with what you're going to do next and you don't understand and it's scary Mm -hmm. and the Holy spirit is saying, trust me Mm -hmm. and, and whenever you're stepping out and you're getting goosebumps because you're like, I'm mm-hmm. terrified, I'm excited, I'm going to throw up at the same time, mm-hmm. that is when you're the most alive. That's right. You know, that's Wild right. at Heart, that book, it says yeah. the glory of God is man fully alive, but yeah. that's woman fully alive, mm-hmm. you know? And so we would yeah. encourage you to ask yourself, what do you want out of life? And let that be the driving point mm-hmm. of your relationship with God. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, anything else?
0: No, I think this has been a good season. I've enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, we've really enjoyed it and uh thank you so much for being with us. Season 6 of Behind the Scenes of Our Best Days. We will see you next time. Oh. Bye.
0: Oh, yeah.